What is going on, people? And welcome to BD's Universe Podcast. I am your host, Chris BD Bronson. And this is another episode. Right now, we're on episode 13. Okay, and it's the end of the year. New Year's is right around the corner. 2019 was a great year for some, bad year for some, but hey, whatever. We're still here. We're still standing. We're still strong. So that being said, I'm going to do my end of the year best of and worst of. Okay. We're going to go over through, we're going to go over a plethora of topics, you know, and why? Because like I said on every other episode, it's my podcast. I can do what I want, basically. So listen, um, I'm going to start it off first. Okay. With the best movie of 2019. No, I take that back. I'm going to go to worst movie first. Okay. I'm going to do the worst movie of 2019. And that was X-Men Dark Phoenix. X-Men Dark Phoenix was set up to be such a great movie. Now, mind you, give you guys some backstory. The X-Men trilogy or the saga, whatever, when they rebooted the franchise, when they did first class, great, great foundation, great movie. I'm like, okay, they're going in the right direction. The Days of Future Past, great movie. They brought up Wolverine. They're going, there's time travel. It was great. Then they came out with X-Men Apocalypse. Wasn't the best, but it was still a good superhero movie. Made money, but you kind of saw that, dang, this one wasn't that good. They kind of... Everything they did right the first two movies, they just disregarded that and went straight to the Hollywood blockbuster and just do it like this, and it wasn't that great. So you had a feeling Dark Phoenix wasn't going to be good. Dark Phoenix was pushed back several times. Now, we got these big budget superhero movies. Pushing it back cost the studio a lot of money. Now, I believe this movie could have been pushed back to probably 2020 if they wanted to do it right, but they pushed it out so long. People have other schedules. They had to get it done because they were doing reshoots. Now, the thing with Dark Phoenix is they're doing the Phoenix story of Jean Grey. Now, if you read the comics and you watch the, uh, the cartoon, it's a great story arc. It's a great story arc. But it's here's the Okay, so the movie starts off and they're building it up great. You know, like Jean, she's she you get that she's more powerful than she really is, and like Professor Xavier's trying to like hone her powers or just like keep her not keep her to where she's not losing control because she can't control her powers. And she gets hit with the Phoenix. Now it's even stronger. And they set up the first half. So you're very intrigued, and you're like, okay, what's going on? It's very you don't know what's gonna happen, but you're you're sucked in. And then when by the third act. When the climax hits and like the Dark Phoenix and she's Jean Grey's losing control, it's kind of like how you start off on a school project and you put all your energy in the first half and then you're like, I'm done with this. I just want to, I just want to get it done. I just want to complete it. And the second half doesn't match the quality of the first half. Like that's what happened. The setup was beautiful. It was great. They put all the money in it. And then like the second half was trash. It's like, you know what? We're just going to throw on some fight scenes so we can just... I'm going to give you guys a bunch of action to over so you guys can forget about the lack of concept, the lack of creativity, the lack of imagination and script. We're just going to do a big old fight scene and we're not really going to explain what happened to Gene afterwards. You idiots. You guys have you guys have dragged us along for four films. 
Now, honestly, I believe if you're going to end a movie saga, you should just do three movies. Three movies. The first one's the setup. The second one's usually the best. And the third one is enough to keep the fans happy. When you go past that, we're already coming to the fourth one. Like, yo, y'all done took my money three times. This better be amazing. Okay, think of all the other trilogies that were out there that went along the same pattern. You got the Batman socket. First one's the setup. It was a good movie. Second one, the best one they did. Okay, the Dark Knight. The Batman was uh, Returns or I don't know, the one with Bane. It wasn't the best, but you're like, you know what? It was a good send-off or a closing of the chapter. I appreciate you guys. Great job. Cool. Okay? You got the Spider-Man. You know what? Hey, first one, great movie, good setup. Second one, best one of the trilogy. I'm talking about the the, the Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire. Okay, then the third one, you guys are doing too dang much. We all know Spider-Man 3 was trash. They had too much going on. Too many villains. They're trying to go big. They're trying to, it's what happens when you try to please everybody instead of your core base. Okay, just please your core base. Don't try to please everybody. Don't try to make this big old thing. So, X-Men Dark Phoenix was the worst movie of 2019. Now, now, I've also, I've, I've read a lot of reviews, and I heard Gemini Man was really, really bad. But the thing is, I haven't seen Gemini Man yet, because it went out of the theater so damn quick. Okay? When I see that, I can let you know. Because Will Smith is being hit and miss, you know, this past year or two. But that, that, that's neither here nor there. Okay? But the best movie... The best movie by far. Better than Avengers Endgame. Fight me. Okay? Fight me. The best movie of 2019 was John Wick 3. Okay? For those of you who have not seen the John Wick films, they are great. They're just they're geared towards the man and just fighting and death and violence. It's great, but the storyline was really good because the whole thing about John Wick, he's a retired assassin slash mercenary. He's retired. He finds love. He has to do the. They said he had to do like the um, the first one was a job that they knew couldn't be done, so they sent him to do it. But he ended up getting it done, so they granted him his freedom from you know the underworld of killing and assassination and murder. So he got out. Somebody, so his wife dies of cancer, and so all she left him was a dog. He loves his dog. He's just trying to live his life to cope with the loss of his wife. And some idiot comes and kills his dog and steals his car. Now, this kid is the son of a crime boss that he used to work for. So he goes back to his old ways. He's like, there's no talking. Your son has to die. So they put out all these things on his head. They're trying to kill him, trying to kill him. This is the first movie. The second one, he, well, the first one, he kills the dude. But now he's on the run. Because he did something he shouldn't have done. Now, the second one, he has to do a task that he doesn't want to do. But it's the only way for him to get out of the mess he created in the first movie. So, he does the task. Now, the guy's trying to kill him. And he's like, bro, you ain't going to kill me. I'm about to end your life. So, John Wick kills everybody. And now, he's on the run yet again. And pretty much the whole assassin... Um, underworld is trying to kill this man so the third one it explores in such a way that, like the first one is very local not a lot of different assassins not a lot of different scenery it's all like in the same it seems like it's like at a 10 mile radius 
Then the second one is like a bigger radius. Then the third one, he's going across the country. He's in, what is it, Morocco. He's all over the place walking through deserts. He, there's ninjas. It's it's just, the thing is, there were so many things added to this one. Like, he's there's a whole fight scene of him on horses. He's, he's killing people with, like, oh, he, like, put together, like, this old gun out of different guns. And he's killing people with it. John Wick 3 is the best movie of 2019 because this is how you do a franchise right, okay? And X-Men needs to take some cues from this. There's not a lot of dialogue. John Wick doesn't talk a lot. He's just about that action, okay? So, like I I was telling people uh, before, John Wick is so good that Keanu Reeves could literally play this character until he dies. It's like um, Bruce Willis with Die Hard. He... Bruce Willis could play Die Hard forever. Now, the last two, three movies haven't been good, but it's enough for a studio. If they say, yo, we'll bring this, this is the Die Hard. We're going to go in this direction. Going to bring in John McClane, Bruce Willis. Like, you know what? We can get away with that. It might be a streaming movie. It might be straight to DVD, but we can make some money off of this. So just go ahead and do it. I believe he's probably going to do about five John Wick movies. I honestly believe that. And he'll probably do another one probably like 10 years down the line. They'll reboot it, do like two or three more. It'll be like um, Sylvester Stallone and Rambo. Now, mind you, I don't think Sylvester Stallone should do another Rambo because he's not believable as an action hero anymore because he looks old as dirt. Okay, he just... Sylvester Stallone looks old as as hell and he shouldn't be allowed to do movies no more. Go, dude, just work on trying to get an Oscar. Don't try to be the uh, action hero no more. You look old, Okay. So the best movie of 2019 was John Wick. Worst movie was X-Men Dark Phoenix. Now, going to my favorite category, okay? I'm going to go with the worst album of 2019. I hate to say it because I'm such a fan of this guy, but Kanye West, Jesus is King. Now listen, I'm not bashing on Kanye. I'm not bashing on, you know, the, my, my faith and the Christians out there. But after the, 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 the hype surrounding the album, when you when I listened to it like a week later after it came out, it didn't it, it wasn't a good record. It was a good record. You know why? Because I listened to a lot of Christian hip hop or um, you know, just Christian music in, in general and gospel music to see that the quality and the content is so much better than what he put out. Like Lecrae, if Lecrae had the access that Kanye West has, Lecrae's albums would be legendary. They'll be probably top five in history. Um, you, there's just so many different artists who have put out more, who have put out better material. Trip Lee's put out better material than the Jesus is King album. Um, Social Club has put out better material. Uh, Andy Manuel has put out better material. Kanye West, Jesus is King was riding on the back of all the stuff he did in TMZ, talking about Trump and get people to turn away from him and riding off the wave of his last album, Yay!, and it said, oh, I'm bipolar. This is what happened. He's riding off of the wave of his wife, Kim Kardashian. She's fighting with Trump, trying to get people out of prison. They're going through all this. And then he throws in, oh, I love Jesus, Sunday services. You know, people are like, you know what? I'm feeling this Sunday service because the Sunday service choir is, is, is lit. Okay. I expected the album to be more of the Sunday service feel. Like you see, like in the videos, like he's rapping or they're doing like a twist on songs, but they're making them more gospel. Like I thought it was going to be more of that, but it's really, it's him rapping about Jesus, which is fine. But my thing is, is like, it doesn't sound believable. 
because I'm a big thing when it comes to music. I, I need to believe what you're saying. I don't believe what he's saying. He could very well be changed. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm just saying that I don't think he took enough time to work on the project because if he did, I think it would have been more cohesive and would have flowed more. So I say the worst album of 2019 was Kanye West, Jesus is King. That's my opinion. I can say what y'all want. It was, I, I haven't listened to it. I, I can't listen to it. Outside of like one or two songs, it's it doesn't have a good playback value for me. It's just in my um, iMusic catalog as downloaded content, but it's I don't listen to it. Okay, but but the best album that I've heard in 2019 is the game Born to Rap. Now the game has been outside of he had like a good like five six year run where he was the top dog in the West. You know he put out uh, the documentary, came out with 50 Cent, that was great. He came out with Doctor's Advocate. LAX, like he had a good run of being the guy for the West Coast, the put on for the West Coast, and you kind of didn't really hear about him because he wasn't as he didn't he never reached that height again, but he kept dropping solid, consistent albums. When you hear a game album, you know what you're gonna get from it. You know you're gonna get the bully rap. You know you're gonna get bars. You know you're gonna get quality singles. You're gonna get great production. And his rhymes get better each time. Now, the game, this album, we released his first single, which was um, Stainless with uh, Anderson .Paak. Um, At first, I didn't like it. But then uh, the replay value of his album is so good. He was You start hearing the, uh, the cleverness in his bars and his rhyming. It got so much better. Like He did a song where he rapped. He told a story and he, wrote, he rapped it backwards. What I'm saying about it is like he told the story from end to beginning. Now, Nas have done this before, too, on Stillmatic. And it was an old to Nas. So. And I'm a, I'm a real big fan of content, which means give me a lot of content. If you're going to put out a project, if it's going to be short, make sure all these songs go hard. I think that's what uh, would hurt Kanye West because it's only like a 35, 40 minute album. But. All the some of the songs were misses. So with the game, he got like 23 tracks. They all go hard. There's a few that don't go as hard as others, but you got 23 tracks. He's putting in filler songs. But for the most part, the game is going hard. He's he's pouring out his emotions. He's talking about uh, relationship with his with his with his kid's mom. He's talking about relationship with his brother, uh, being that his father died. He's talking about Nipsey. Now a lot of people get on game about you know he's trying to be the new Nipsey. He sees it as he's like, yo, like I helped this dude in his career. I put him on tour with me, his first tour. You know, I'm a good friend of his. He's naming his record label that he's starting because he's moving into the mogul mode of his career. He named it after Nipsey Hustle as like an ode to Nipsey Hustle. Like, yo, man, you inspired me. You want you're talking about everybody about doing your own work, owning your own masters. I'm moving into that lane and I'm gonna let people, I'm gonna name this prolific records after you because you're prolific. And a lot of people got a lot of backlash from it, but the game, this album, Born to Rap, is a great album. Now, an honorable mention, okay, an honorable mention for album of the year, I would have to say, uh, what's that album? Oh, man, I just forgot it, man. Dang it. I think it was Fat Joe. I think it was Fat Joe's album. No, no, no. No, it wasn't. Although Fat Joe did have a good album. Would have to album of the year for me would have to be 
uh, I mean, honorable mention for album of the year would be T-Pain, uh, One Up. Now, everybody knows I'm a, I'm a huge T-Pain fan and I'm a little biased. That's part of the reason why I didn't pick him because I, I know I can be biased for T-Pain. But if you look at just the year T-Pain had, he did he won the mass singer, dropped the album like this like the day after he now said he won. All he had 12 songs, they're all quality songs. And T-Pain hasn't lost a step. He's been away for a while and he dropped quality content time and time again. He has a hit show on Fuse, um, had a successful tour. He keeps helping people's career with his hooks and with his writing abilities. T-Pain is a goat, but the best album is The Game. The Game Born to Rap by none. So best album 2019 is The Game Born to Rap. Worst album was Kanye West, Jesus is King. There, I said it. Okay. Now, best song of 2019 is none other than No Guidance by Chris Brown and Drake. Now, when this song came out, this is by far the best song on Chris Brown's Indigo album. Now, Chris Brown is on this new wave where he's dropping his albums. He's giving you like, I think, uh, what was his uh, heartbreak on a full moon? He dropped 40 something songs. And then on Indigo, I think it was like 32 or 35 records. Like he's giving you three, four albums in one. And it flows because all the songs go. But No Guidance is clearly the best song on that album. And it's the biggest song of the year. I don't care what anybody says. They say, oh, it didn't chart like other songs did. But you know, you play No Guidance at any gathering, party, whatever. It's an instant vibe song. And Chris Brown is the king of making uh, memorable music that um, it triggers a memory or triggers an emotion. It brings you back to a time when if you put on any one of Chris Brown's past singles, you're like, oh, I remember when I was doing this. It's automatically a good time. Unless you had a bad experience to that song. Hey, but for the most part, Chris puts out great content and Drake murdered it. And given that they had beef and then they squashed the beef to go make money together. Then the music video. Oh, my God. But Drake battled Chris Brown and dancing. Oh, it was such a great, such a great concept. And the song is fire. No guidance is fire, man. Okay. It is straight fire matter of fact let me see if i can play it let me see if i can play chris brown no guidance let me see let me let me pull it up okay nope that's not it oh, oh i don't know what i'm doing okay go back there we go it should be the first song here yep sure is Well, I'm an idiot, being that I am recording on one device and I'm trying to play music from that same device, I just stopped the recording, so I had to go make another uh, audio track. Don't worry about it, but y'all know what uh, Chris Brown's No Guidance is. It's a great record. It's a great record. Now, the worst song of 2019, I know I'm probably going to get a lot of slack for this, but it's Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. Hey, I said it. I know it was number one on the charts. It was popping, very catchy, instant feel-good song. But let me tell you why I said it's the wrong, it's the worst song. 
Now, you guys all know we hear all these um, that songs that were hits were some of the worst songs of the decade. Now, think about it. Uh, Umbop by, the, by uh, was it Hanson? Big song in the 90s. Probably one of the worst songs ever created. Okay. Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. Huge hit. It's a laughable rap record now. Probably one of the worst songs ever created. Excuse me. Now, I think Lil Nas X is in that is in that lane. It was a great song. It was very gimmicky. It had its moment. But I think like this. Any record that is very huge and kids vibe to more than adults or, you know, the older population, like probably like 18 and over, it's not going to age well. Meaning, Old Town Road Road is loved by elementary school kids. This is put out there. Like, you can stomach the song, but after a while, you're like, okay, it's cool. And we move on to the next one. Little kids will listen to this song for hours. My son was singing Old Town Road for two hours one day and I wanted to punch him in the neck like bro stop singing this song it is not that good now mind you being the background how you put it out and it blew up you got a deal off of it that's great I'm saying because it doesn't have a lot of for me because I'm, I'm an older guy I'm 31 years old it doesn't have a lot of the um I can't replay it over and over I can listen to it maybe once or twice, and I'm like, okay, I'm off that. It's a good song. I can listen to it. If it's on the playlist, I'm good with it being on the playlist. But I'm not going to listen to it back to back to back to back to back. I would not be mad if I'm in the car and on the radio, they play No Guidance 10 times in a row. I wouldn't even be mad at it. I'd be vibing out for 10 for all the way through. Old Town Road, you play that song twice in a row, I'm ready to fight you. Okay, I know I'm not the only one. I know y'all think it too, but y'all, you know, y'all got kids, so y'all put up with it. All oh, my kids love this song. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse down. Oh, yeah, you deal with it. But as an adult, you're like, if they don't shut the hell up, I don't give a damn about this road. I got bills, son. Okay, so the best song of 2019 was Chris Brown featuring Drake, No Guidance. Worst song was Old Town Road by Lil now by Lil Nas X. Don't matter if it's the remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. Don't matter. Old Town Road is the worst song of 2019. I'm telling you right now, when they do like the end of the decade, probably like a couple years from now, when they start looking at some of the worst songs over the past 10 years, Lil Nas X Old Town Road is going to be on that list. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Okay. Now, another thing is who had the biggest moment of 2019? The biggest moment. Now. I would say it's tied between um, Tyler, the, the opening of Tyler Perry Studios and the director who did us. I forget it. Was it Jordan Pell? Yeah, I think they had the two biggest moments. The fact that Jordan Pell did Get Out, which was over $100 million, hugely successful. Uh, it, was a, it was in a horror category. Like, it was great. And then he followed it up with us, which was did well again, critically acclaimed movie, you know, for him to to, for him to direct and to write that movie. Big moment, big, big moment in Tyler Perry Studios. Big moment. What people need to understand is that people are paying Tyler Perry billions of dollars to shoot their their shows and their movies on Tyler Perry Studios. Did you know that Nick Cannon shot 
some episodes of Wildin' Out at Tyler Perry Studios. You know why people are doing it? Because it's cheaper to shoot in Atlanta than it is in L.A. Or New York, for that matter. So, one, I think it was great. For, it was smart on Tyler Perry's behalf because he tried to go to Hollywood and they were charging him all this money and they weren't trying to do what he wanted to do. So he went So he went home to Atlanta, built a studio, shooting his own product. Because one thing is when you're in an area where you can, can, where you can control the money, it's great. That's like that's just in any business when you can keep your um, the cost to put out your product, like your production cost. We can keep that low. That means you're able to make more profit. That's in any line of business. I think is is in it's genius, and I think a lot of people need to understand and need to do that. Okay, just in any business, if you could keep your production cost low and still put out the same quality. That you would that you would put out if you spent more money on production. Why would you not want to do it? So I think a lot of I honestly believe in the next 10 years, more movies are going to be shot in Atlanta than in Hollywood. I believe Hollywood's going to probably be done within the next 20 to 30 years just because it's cheaper to shoot films in Atlanta. And the fact that he has 300 acres and like 12 sound stages or 12 studios built in one. It's, on, it's, it's just going to make more sense for people to shoot on Tyler Perry Studios than it is to go somewhere in L.A. and shoot. It's just cheaper. It's just totally cheaper. And I really think that Jordan Pell is on his way to be one of the greatest directors in the history of directing. I think if he keeps creating the content that he's creating, he's well on his way. He hasn't had the mega blockbuster. He has the huge budget. But I don't think he needs that to solidify himself. I think there's other studios who are coming to him to offer him projects. And I, I honestly believe he's turning down a lot of projects. Because he's like, I don't. I honestly believe that he doesn't want to shoot somebody else's created content. He wants to shoot his own. Which is nothing wrong with that. Okay? We look at Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry has directed several films. He has wrote several films. But he hasn't wrote films for other studios for other companies he's all kept it in-house he's been hired as an actor for other films but you know he has minimum say so because he's just a hired talent but if you're creating the content you can you can control the narrative okay and so i think it's great and tyler perry and jordan pell probably have the biggest year of 2019 uh, the honorable mention for the biggest year would be eddie murphy returning uh, the Dolomite is my name. Great film. Him being on Saturday Night Live, being that he is, it is an, it is announced and confirmed that he said he is shooting a Netflix special, which will I don't know when it's gonna come out, but that's gonna be great. Because if you go back, you look at Andy Murphy raw and delirious. He's just a beast. A lot of people call him the pioneer. Uh, we look at the Dave Chappelle's, the the Kevin Hart's, the. Dion Coles, the, all these different comedians, they all look at Eddie Murphy as that guy. One of my favorite comedians of all time would be um, Cedric the Entertainer. And he credits Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor as being those guys for him. So I honestly believe that with Eddie Murphy coming back, it's going to um, it's going to have people raise their game. Because there's a lot of people who are not really funny who are getting specials, who I think needed more time on the road to to hone their craft and just to get better at it. So 
I believe with any, I think after what Dave Chappelle did in his comedy special, and then with Eddie Murphy coming back, I believe it's going to be an old crap moment for a lot of comedians who are like, yo, I got to be better. Like, I, I think gone are the days where you can just be mediocre and get away with it. Where, like, I think now the balance is being tipped again towards, like, no, if you want to be that guy, you have to be able to body any and everybody who comes your way. So if you can't, that means you don't put on no bad movies. That means you don't put on no bad uh, hosting gigs, bad performances. You are great all the time because you got to think about it. There was a time frame where like you had Martin Lawrence killed everything he did. Chris Tucker killed everything he did. Chris Rock killed everything he did. Steve Harvey killed everything he did. Cedric killed everything he did. And then we kind of had a run where it was like comedians had moments like, um, Cat Williams, he had a little run. He had moments. And then um, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is killing everything he's doing. But I think Kevin Hart is so big that where his comedy, people don't necessarily, I, I believe Kevin Hart is getting so big that where people don't know him for his comedy anymore. They know him for his movies. Because all his movies have all made over $100 million in the box office and he's been a global sensation. But even his comedy has missed a few times. He has it. It's done good because he's such a big star that it's going to sell. And regardless, because he's such a huge star, but it hasn't been that great. So I think comedy now is going to be in a better place. I think people are. And here's the thing with the whole comedy thing being censored, everybody getting offended and wanting to say something. Andy Murphy's the type of guy, if he puts out his comedy special and some people are offended and they try to comfort him, Eddie, you got to understand, Eddie Murphy makes so much money and he don't really care. He's like, okay, I don't like that one. Well, huh, I was, I didn't do nothing for 20 something years. It's fine. I can always go make a Shrek. You know, I can always go do some voice work. You guys forget that he was, um, was it Mushu in Mulan? I just watched Mulan the other day and he was so great in that movie. So it's like, he made so much money from being Donkey in the Shrek series that it's like his residual checks are stupid. So it's like he's like he's fine. He don't he doesn't really need it. Same thing with Dave Chappelle. He doesn't need your approval. He's so big. He's at the pinnacle of the comedy right now. So he doesn't really care. So um, that was my honorable mention for biggest year was Eddie Murphy. But the biggest year goes to Tyler Perry opening Tyler Perry Studios and Jordan Pell being a great director and keep dropping quality content. In my book, both of them being black, being African-American, putting on for the culture. I love it. Um, now, I'm ended with here. This is I got I made up a award for the doing too much award. Who's doing too much? Who did too much in 2019? What I mean by that is like you did so much that you had a lot of misses. And that's going to be Will Smith. Will Smith. I love him. He's arguably one of my favorite actors. But I feel that he's doing too much because I know he's trying he's getting back into the movie role where he's getting the blockbusters which is great but you're doing too much now Aladdin he did good in Aladdin Aladdin was okay but it made money because of nostalgia it made money because of nostalgia but it wasn't Will Smith's best performance he did good um Gemini Man trash um, the trailer didn't even look good. Didn't look too good. But uh, I mean, like the plot and story wise, 
So I think what Will Smith needs to do, he needs to be selective in projects and you don't got to keep putting yourself out there. Like you're killing it on Instagram and YouTube. You don't have to put out all these movie projects. Put out one. I mean, just this year alone, he's done like two or three movies. Uh, he's dropping Bad Boys 3 top of the year. It's like coming out in like three weeks, you know, which everybody was talking about. Like they didn't want to, they didn't think it's going to be good. But I keep seeing more and more previews. And I'm like, you know what? Will Smith and Martin Lawrence's chemistry is great. And I'm going to, before I watch, I'm going to go back and watch Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys 2, and I'm going to go watch Bad Boys 3 in the theaters. Here's what it is. And let's not forget, like, Bad Boys 2 didn't have one of the best movie soundtracks of all time. When they hooked up with Diddy for, and Bad Boy Records for the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack, Shake Your Tail Fella with Nelly and Murphy Lee, oh, it was great. But again, Will Smith, you're doing too much. Slow it down. Because you put out a lot of content on YouTube and Instagram. We see you. We get we know you're present. You know, we know you're relevant. So slow down and be very selective in your movies. And come on with some with some hits, man. Come on, come out and wow us, man. We want to be wowed. There was a point in time, remember when Will Smith put out a movie and you were wowed every time you went to the movie? Like, man, I knew this was gonna be good. I knew this was gonna be worth my money. I knew it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great time. Now it's like you don't know what it's gonna be like. You're like, ah. You look up, remember when he did Suicide Squad? He was great in Suicide Squad, but you saw the movie like, ah, man. That one it. That one it. Will Smith, he was cool. He was cool, but they should have just did a standalone uh, Deadshot movie and trying to do the whole Suicide Squad. Wasn't really good. But uh, with that being said, man, uh, I'll give you guys a little recap. Okay, best movie of 2019, John Wick 3. Okay, worst movie, X-Men, Dark Phoenix. Okay, best album, The Game, Born to Rap. Worst album, Kanye West, Jesus is King. Hate it, love it. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Best song is Chris Brown featuring Drake, No Guidance. Worst song, Little Nas X, Old Town Road. Okay, biggest moment was Tyler Perry and Jordan Pell. They were tied neck and neck because Tyler Perry opened Tyler Perry Studios. Huge success. And then Jordan Pell dropped us on the success of Get Out. And he keeps getting better and better. And the person who's doing too much is Will Smith. So, with that being said, I love you guys. Appreciate all my supporters. Well, follow me out there on BD underscore universe on both Instagram and Facebook. Holla at your boy. I'll see you guys in 2020. Once I learn how to unlock my phone and stop recording.